This morning's gospel lesson comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 13 through 21. Over the past couple weeks, we've been speaking about weeds and planting seeds, and we've heard now, just before this, we haven't heard, but Jesus has, news about the death of John the Baptist, and he and his disciples try to get away in solitude. What we're going to hear this morning in this story of, in the Synoptic Gospel of Matthew is kind of the cliff note version of the feeding of the 5,000. It takes Mark's Gospel account and condenses it down to just a few short verses. Listen for the Word of God as it comes to your hearts, your minds and your souls. Now, when Jesus heard this, John the Baptist being killed, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. And when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. And when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. And Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You, you give them something to eat. And the disciples replied, We, we have nothing but, but five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, Bring them here to me. And then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves. And he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men beside women and children. My friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever tried just to get away? Just to get away. Uh, do you remember the old commercial? from, oh, probably 40 years ago. Some of you weren't alive, but 40 years ago, the Calgon commercial. <laughs> That's right, the Calgon commercial. Ah, this is a Calgon moment. A moment when we can relax and perhaps recreate. Not a vacation, no, not a vacation, just a little respite. We find Jesus trying to do just this. Relax and recreate. After hearing the news of John the Baptist and having spent a great deal of time in ministry, it was time for Jesus to set sail to another side of the lake to find some quiet time. But upon his arriving, upon his arriving, he went ashore and he saw a great multitude, 5,000 men not including the women and children. 
Could it be 15,000 people? Could it be 20,000? Could, could it be enough to fill a stadium? He felt compassion for them. And he healed their sick. For Jesus, the need was always and ever present. Jesus knew there will be no end to sickness. There will always be hunger. There will always be the lonely. There will always be the hurting. So he chose to be compassionate. As long as you and I live in this world, there will be things that will vie for our attention. Children, family, taxes, work, recreation, health, church. But God has entrusted those things to us and to live in balance and harmony with them. Jesus showed perspective in taking the time to get away, to refocus, before the demands of everyday living overwhelm each and every one of us. When there is such a large task in front of us, it's important that we begin to set things in priority. But you can't do that to the exclusion of others. We can very easily say, don't bother me today. I've got other things to do. I've got other things on my mind that are more important. Come and see me tomorrow. Give me an hour. Then you can come and see me. You see, we, we choose our attitude. We choose how we respond in life. The task may seem overwhelming, the one that we're focused in on. Uh, it may not even be on our to-do list. It may distract us from the goal that we have set. But God offers us a choice to make, and we answer that choice in our reaction to the situation that we're presented with. During the summer of 2009, I was the chaplain, uh, a chaplain, not the chaplain, a chaplain at the hospital at the University of Pennsylvania at HUP. It is commonly called HUP, H-U-P. I would hop, H-O-P, hop the train from my office building in Center City about four o'clock and every day during that summer I would take the train and go to the hospital and then run up to the floor that I was assigned. That floor was the brain trauma and diagnostic unit. That was my floor. I was preparing to go to the nurse's station that one day. Came off of the elevators and you, it opens right up into the floor. I had to go and get my list of patients that were in the rooms it was a big circle. I was in a hurry that day for some reason. I was in a big hurry. I had to get some hours booked. I needed 36 hours, and I was just three hours away. And yet I still had half a summer left. It was pretty good. That means I could have gone every other day. I was in a hurry to get some hours to meet with as many patients as possible. And as I walked by the very first room on my left, two doors away from the nursing station, there I noticed an African-American woman sitting in a chair, all by herself, wrapped in a white blanket. She had a television, but it wasn't turned on, and it was eerily quiet on the floor that day. And just as I walked by, our eyes met. 
our eyes met. I went to walk by that room, and yet our eyes continued to meet. But something made me stop. I asked the patient if there was anything I could do for her, and she only shook her head from side to side. I asked her another question and realized that she had had a stroke and could barely speak. I asked her if she would like me to pray for her, and she nodded yes. I then asked if she would like me to read some scripture. I used to carry a little blue book around with me, always. Always. The book was about this big, and it has scripture verses. It's called the Pastor's Worship Book. Always prepared to do a worship service anywhere, everywhere. And in the back of that book, it had New Testament, Old Testament, all kinds of scripture in it. It was a great book. I asked her if I could read that. She really didn't respond, so I asked again. I made sure she knew that it was no trouble. Because I sensed, perhaps, that maybe she sensed my hurriedness and busyness. I asked if she would allow me to read these stories. I explained that she was my only patient at that very moment, that if she wanted me to sit with her, I had hours, hours to spend with her and would be honored to do it. She smiled, so I pulled up a chair that had been empty in her room and I pulled it up next to her. I opened up my book of worship and began to read. I started with chapters and verses in Isaiah and went on through into the New Testament. And while reading out loud, she closed her eyes and looked upwards, just listening to the words being spoken. A nurse came into the room, uh, and she was one of the team leads. She came into the room, put her hand on my shoulder, and stayed there for a few minutes and then left. I read for about 45 minutes and then we held hands, she and I, and we prayed and tears fell down her cheek and she smiled for I would find out later that I would be the only one to visit her in three days. She was on another floor and then she got moved up to my floor. I would see her every day for the next three weeks. I made it a special point that I would open that door up uh, from that elevator. I would run right into her room. I read for about 45 minutes. She smiled. She, she cried a little bit. And she would not let go of my hands. Then when she was ready, she did with the eyes focused on mine and let me back out of the room. Our eyes always in contact. I got to the hall and I turned to go to the nurse's station. I found the nurse that had had her hand on my shoulder standing outside the door with a number of patients sitting with her in wheelchairs, listening to the scripture being read and the prayers being said. They were listening and they were praying along with us. Perhaps it was the most spiritual experience I've ever experienced in my life. Out of my busyness, God stopped me. Not quite a two-by-four moment. 
but pretty close. God stopped me, and I was able to minister not just to one person, but to a number of people. It was out of that business that I was ever so gently reminded that our call is to minister always to those in need, for those that are in want, for we live on God's time, not ours. There will always be something to do. Always, always, always something to do. We are very busy people, but we, our realization of that need and our reaction sets the stage for our response. We offer back to God's people the gift God provides us so that they may be multiplied, just like he did with those loaves and fish, they multiplied. Listen as Jesus declares, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry, and he who believes in me will never go thirsty. Come now to this table, his table, and receive the respite. Receive the respite and nourishment. Receive the nutrients that you need to continue on in your life. This day, this week, for this is the meal, this meal of sustenance. Because of his sacrifice, we eat this meal to remember what he did for us. For the seeds have been planted these last few weeks. Come now for this nourishment and these nutrients. Amen. Let us pray.